they, about this. What was this called? This this Operation this was, High Jump. Operation High Jump. Yeah. Yes. I was going to get into that. This okay. is yeah. yeah. Anyway, continue. So, Operation This is all documented. This is all documented. I have the documentation. Documentation. Seven terabytes. Doctor um, Stephen Greer. We have seven terabytes. All right. Hey, welcome back. Episode two, Fishing is a Simulation. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's been how many days since we filmed the last one? I think like a week. Our inaugural. Exactly. I think it went pretty well. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, as far as kind of like a, a thought for the day. Mm-hmm. So we had a um, we had an interesting experience on the water, let's say that. not Not really interesting. I say that like to build some kind of excitement for it mm-hmm. but we had a fishing trip let's just say that we did and this a couple is, days ago yeah and this is probably i would say the first fishing trip we've taken together in how long it, it's been at least a year probably because last yeah. time we went was in the bay yeah and i mean we've waited out by our houses multiple times before yeah. that but like on the boat like this is like this is the, the first thing like trip. that we've like planned yeah. in a while where for it's sure. not been like last minute for sure like let's go fishing yeah um and the plan was and I, we kind of decided before like what should we do we thought maybe we'll go to the bay the, the weather was going to be i mean perfect i mean there's like no wind bluebird sky like it was just gonna be awesome right it's and, beginning of november no yeah. i'm sorry end of november by the way yeah. just before thanksgiving yeah. so I, we were thinking like well maybe we should go to the bay i'm like you know what no i've been having some really good luck on triple tail running traps and kingfish and let's try to do kind of like a multi-purpose trip and run traps, and if we run into bait, we'll go after some kingfish. Yeah. I feel like the plan was pretty well set. I mean, we had everything we needed. We decided, hey, this is what we're gonna throw for triple tail. This is what we're gonna do for kingfish. We got bait, we got flies. I mean, it was pretty set for what I think. I mean, and we were honestly, ready. like this is, and this is the thing about fishing. Like, we'll get obviously we'll get more into the trip in a minute, but this was this is like something that stuck out to me. Like after we got back. I feel like that's not that tough of a trip to do, meaning triple tail this time of year mm-hmm. should not be hard to target, right? No. Theoretically. No, okay? yes. Unless they're not just, they got lockjaw, which, yeah. again, you have more experience with triple tail than I do. That's kind of rare, isn't it? Where Like, they usually pretty much always eat. Yes. Okay, for the most part. Especially the, when you have live bait, which we had shrimp. For sure. For, for, the, for the triple tail, yes. we had shrimp. But we also had flies. So we had multiple offerings, mm-hmm. right? Then I feel like at least... My experience in the past, like kingfish, again, hate me if you want. Kingfish are kind of easy to catch. Yeah, they are. At least where we live, fish. or at least the trips I've always been on where we've targeted them, or even not targeted them, like kingfish have been fairly easy to catch for me. Yeah. Like pretty good size, 30 pounders and, and plus. And again, that for me, that's, a, that's a, I would say that's a pretty big fish. So uh, <laughs> we had a plan. You are 100% correct. It was a beautiful day. When mm-hmm. was what little wind there was was like out of the northeast. It was glass out there. Yeah, it was. needless to it say, was really, really. So we ran out uh, between Anclote and Three Rooker. Right? No, I'm sorry, Three no. Rooker. We ran out the Three Rooker Honeymoon Pass. Yep. I'm sorry. Yep. So we ran out the pass there, and we headed south first, mm-hmm. and ran just south of Sand Key. Yeah, yeah. We we hit. Um Clearwater Pass or Sand Key Pass, whatever you yeah. want to call it, and we went probably another maybe a mile, maybe couple, yeah, maybe a couple miles. Yeah. You think? Would how far would you say that is? is that like seven eight miles total? Yeah, we we ran pretty good, and we ran a lot of traps at different depths, and I mean there was just really nothing. Dude, I would say we started and like even to get more scientific into it, 
with the planning. When we ran south, mm-hmm. we pretty much ran, for the most part, one depth. We mm-hmm. stayed on a very similar line. We mm-hmm. didn't really go out that far. We were, what, a mile maybe? Maybe. mile and a half yeah. at the most? Yeah. And then we started working our way out the closer down towards Clearwater Pass we got. And we didn't see a single freaking fish no. the entire way down. Yeah. And that was a pretty long run. And yeah. you were running quick, and it still took us every bit of an hour to get mm-hmm. down there. And we were running... 25 30 the entire time look yep. just like scanning yep. each buoy that we pass you know yep. you were running three inches from some of them mm-hmm. so and we were looking did not did not see a thing what really surprised me especially this time of year when theoretically the kingfish should be close uh the bonita should be close and the bait should be thick i didn't see one school of bait on the way down i didn't see any birds diving i no. didn't see birds out there at all not even at the bell tower mm-hmm. so that was really surprising. It's almost like one of those days where it was too nice to catch fish. Yeah. And after us going, I talked to a few other people, and they had the same exact... They were fishing for different fish, right. but same circumstance. And, and what happened that day is they just didn't catch that much. And it's very strange because two weeks prior to this trip, I went out and, and went yeah. for triple tail, and it was nasty out. It wasn't good. Conditions weren't well, and I saw close to a dozen fish, and right. I hooked a few on fly. They've been consistently eating fly. They've at that time when we when I saw them two weeks ago, we went out. The tide was perfect, and it just didn't. They weren't eating. We saw one fish the entire time. Well, we had we had, uh, and on the the contrary of that, not the contrary, but um, to add to that, we had a good tide. We yeah. went out. The tide was lower, but it was moving. Mm-hmm. Water was moving inshore. We got offshore. We get yep. to those buoys, and you could see the current on the other side of the buoys. Water was moving. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, there was no slack tide. There was no oddballness to it. The water wasn't ridiculously clear, but it, was, it wasn't dirty either. Like, you could no. see a pretty good ways down. Yeah, so like you said, so we, we, we saw one fish that day. So we run south down towards Sand Key. Don't see a fish. We saw that one like ribbon fish or rooster fish, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not rooster fish. Uh, squir- what do you call it? A squirrel fish? I call them rabbit fish. Rabbit but fish. I don't know exactly what they are. So well, they some, sit on some, buoys. Some Looney Tune character yeah. fish. But anyway, they uh, they kind of look like a box fish in a way. Um, yeah. Or something like that. But anyway, so we saw those two, threw at them. They didn't want anything to do with it. Just kind of for fun, just mm-hmm. to like get the fly rod muscles mm-hmm. going, I guess. And then when we turned around and started headed back north, we came across that small. 12 14 incher yeah. maybe small yeah so we saw that one triple tail threw at it with fly mm-hmm. it ate um we both missed it on fly once mm-hmm. we threw shrimp at it it ate the shrimp so it was ready to go and then we yeah. kind of you know once he got off the buoy and and mm-hmm. um whatever we left him alone like i think we were both confident that we were going to see fish yeah because we ran out to a different depth at that point yes. we were about what five feet deeper maybe yep, we, we went were, from like yeah. 20 to 25 yeah. give or take yep. and i think we were like okay we figured it out which is like a good feeling of like you kind of crack the code mm-hmm. um of okay now i think i'm keyed in on yeah the depth the current whatever yeah. the case may be it's like all of a sudden you figured it out mm-hmm. and um yeah needless to say we definitely didn't yeah, and, and the interesting thing about that is, I was going to say, is we found them at that at that depth. And typically when I've seen them in the past, because I do a pretty good amount of triple tail fishing. Like, that's probably one of my favorite things. I mean, I have a tattoo of it, and that's stupid. But, um, you know, I have a tattoo of a triple tail because I like Ta- it that much. Tattoos are stupid. Yeah, they're dumb. Yeah, waste of time. Yeah, complete um, waste yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, waste but, of time. 
whenever I've found them on a line at that depth, I will consistently see more on that line. Right. Maybe because it's the depth, maybe because it's the, the buoy color. But that I, makes sense. I really don't yeah. know. Um, but what I noticed was they were at that depth, they're at that current, and we were able to fish two currents. We were able yeah. to fish an incoming and a slack. Yeah. And it, we fished all the tides. Yeah, we fished all of them. We so. were out. We were out from um, nine to what time we get back in About at three. Two. We yeah. saw the entire change. So mm-hmm. we we saw the the. Well, I say that we didn't see the top of the high tide, but we saw a good majority of mm-hmm. it. It was a very fast moving tide for yeah. winter, especially. It was a fast moving yeah, tide that day. For sure. Yeah. So, one thing that that okay, this blew me away. Completely blew me away. So right after we got done, you know, fondling that small triple tail. Yeah. Um, we did come across the a pot of bait, mm-hmm. the lone pot of bait that we mm-hmm. saw that day. So, some birds, uh, you could see it, raindrops on the surface, and even at one point you could see stuff, you know, after it on top. Yeah, for sure. Fish. Yeah. We trolled through there with lures. We put flat lines out. Uh, we trolled pinfish on stinger rigs. Mm-hmm. We we did several different things. And do you remember what we caught? Nothing. Lizard fish. Oh yeah, we got those. We caught a lizard fish, fish yeah, on, a, on a on yeah. a on a flat line. Yeah. That's so, a trophy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they were they were like two yeah. feet long. They're they were big. giants. Yeah. But that's the crazy part. Is generally in the past when I've kingfished, mm-hmm. those are the areas that when you put baits out, like you see them, they're two hundred yards away. Like put your lines out and troll up to them. Don't just wait till you get up to them to put your bait out. Like that's a good tip. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we heard a few years ago was you know before you see. Or before you get up onto what you see, uh, put your baits out and go up slow, mm-hmm. um, because those game fish aren't just going to hang out right with that school of bait. They're going to move around, especially kingfish mm-hmm. uh, or like wahoo or something like that. But we got up to that school, nothing. nothing. Yeah, nothing. In yeah. fact, we kind of got like negative two if you count those those two lizard fish. They kind of counted as negative. By the way, on a total side note with lizard fish, somebody told me that lizard fish is like super good kingfish bait. You said something about that. You've never, yeah, and I said I've never done that. And it may have been like some old Greek dude at the causeway, like when I was a kid. But at the same time, it's like I think I've heard that from multiple people that like that's like the secret candy. So like you know you've got goggle eyes down in Boca Grande. That's like the secret tarpon bait down there, or the yeah is that go- is are those goggle eyes? We I don't we those big eye things that are like twenty five bucks during tarpon season per goggle eyes goggle for eyes. sailfish. That's like the super secret. But I've used pumpkin seeds for tarpon in Boca Grande. See, I call those squirrel fish. Okay, that's what I call a squirrel fish. Okay. They look like a reef fish or like a kind like of. a fish you'd put in a tank, but they got small teeth on them. No, pumpkin seeds are those ones where they're like super like round and shiny. And they're like super weird looking. Not a spot tail. No, spots are different. Yeah, same shape though. Kind of, yeah. Okay, because yeah, spot shinier. tails have a different shape to me yeah. than like a pinfish does yeah, per do. se. But yeah. like they blend in with the pinfish really yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so so we we didn't we just didn't do anything, and I figured we would at yeah. least hook up to a small king, a big Spanish, something like that yeah. on the way through there. Yeah. Not a darn thing, and then we just kept running north. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was very interesting. And the other thing about the the I'll hit the trip back to the triple tail first, and then I'll go to the kingfish. So the triple tail, I've noticed the one thing we saw about that fish was when we pulled up to it, the color. And I know I mentioned this to you, and I've seen it a lot with the triple tail. If they're a dark brown color, it's almost like they're not agitated and they're very comfortable yeah. and they're willing to eat. And that dark brown might turn to like almost like a white, 
And they get like blotchy, don't yeah, they? Yeah, but once they have that, like, I've noticed, and this is maybe just me, but whenever they've changed to that, like, yellowish blotchy color, they won't eat. It's like they're completely turned off to it. They don't want anything to do with it, and it's just strange. Whereas those dark brown ones, if you can find them like that, they'll they'll eat almost every single time. And that one definitely wanted to eat. I mean, oh, he, yeah. he was hungry. It he just, played along. He was just not... He just didn't want to commit to the fly. Like, he was just kind of nipping at it or something. One so. thing that I'm, not, I'm not used to, and I, I don't know of, like, hardly any other fish that's like this, that's... I think you consider a true game fish species, and I would throw triple tail into that true game fish species. Um, you know, you get... You miss a trout, you miss a redfish, they ain't coming back. In mm -hmm. fact, they're going to spook, they're going to be gone. Yeah. Triple tail, like, you can literally hook them, like... I know we were using a hook that was too big on that that live bait rig with that shrimp. It ate that shrimp like ten times, mm -hmm. and it like we pulled on it, yeah. so like we popped him off or, yeah. or something at least once, yeah. and that fish just stayed right there on the surface and kept yeah. eating. That is, I, I'm trying to think. There's there's one other fish that like does that mm -hmm. that will do that, um, but I think it's a freshwater type fish, like it's a bass or it's a something that I'm I can't think of it right really now. Do but, mud fins or like those boat yeah, fish? They yeah, yeah, those. Like do that. You could you could cook those. Things I don't like know if you could, times. but I don't know if you could like sprinkle that into a game fish no, category. No, it's like I'm talking fish. like a true like something people target. Oh like, yeah, there are people that target mud fish, but they don't shop here. Let's just yeah, say that. I'm yeah, out. They, yeah, I'm out. Walmart's their time. I, I don't place. like those things. So. No, me either. I'm out. Um, yeah, no, the, tri the and I think that's because of what the triple tail is. It's supposed to like act like a piece of anything floating in the ocean yeah. or the Gulf, and like they're just made to like their whole idea in life is to how can I look like a piece of wood so something doesn't eat me? Yeah. So that's probably why they do it, you know, so they can not. Get I think you're giving them too much credit. Maybe they're just idiots. Probably. Yeah. yeah probably. I just <laughs> I like mean, to catch them. So they are they are fish. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, with the, back to the kingfish too. After we attempted to catch a triple tail and did the kingfish stuff and was trolling, I could see when you're offshore, you can kind of see like those weird, like almost slashes in the water where there's something going yeah. on behind your baits. I could see that. So there was fish out there for whatever reason they didn't want to commit. And we were using <laughs> light leaders. Yeah. I mean, I use really light single strand yeah. wire um in small hooks because yeah. i know that oh, if yeah, i do that like i'm gonna have more hookups that's so. one thing i notice about your stinger rigs versus yeah. mine we both tie our own stinger rigs you used do you know what size treble that is that's a four so yeah. a size four yeah um or I'm sixes sometimes i know i'm used to like a size two which would be like more like a standard treble that you would get on let's say like a usury mm -hmm. pencil maybe not quite that big but in between something that you can noticeably see like that looks really small yeah. so like in other words it looks like a normal treble hook yeah. that's what i'm always used to using so mm -hmm. i noticed that about your rig is we both use a short shank single hook mm -hmm. on for the for the um um the leading the leading hook yep. that goes through the nose or the mouth depending on where you hook them and then your a the way you hook them and b the size of hook you use you use a small hook mm -hmm. and you you dig two barbs literally into the side of the body whereas mm -hmm. i'm like I hook one hook through the back behind its mm -hmm. dorsal fin, and that's the way I run it. I just make sure that there's no slack in it. That's like my yeah. only secret to it. And yeah. you you hook them in the side. Yeah. And I actually think we ran into a lot of grass the further north we went. We had no grass south. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as we, I felt like started hitting some of that Swiss cheese and harder bottom that you get the further north you go, um, out towards Anclote the more grass we got yeah we didn't pick up any grass on trolling at all no we didn't yeah and that was kind of nice so even when we were there in that thick stuff when mm -hmm. we when we started bottom fishing 
and we had that flat line out, we didn't pick up anything. Yeah. So I don't know if it was your hooks, like the way you had them hooked or not. It was just maybe that's just kind of how I was taught. And that's I, what my, I attributed it to, at least. I, I mean, it sounds nice for sure. The only reason why I do that is because that's how why I was taught. You know, I mean, that's I think how we all do it. I yeah. mean, I use the the wire that I use is like the most I'll use is thirty eight pounds. Yeah. Which is very light. And some actually, it's funny because some kids came in last week for King of the Beach, and they're like, "I need like seventy pound wire." I'm like, "Certainly no. not." And they're like, why? I'm like, this is why, because those kingfish, if they're anything, they're stupid. Yeah. But if they're anything, they can see that shine from, and it, I've seen them with gaffs. I've seen them offshore. Like literally I'll get ready to hook like gaff a kingfish and they'll see the glint from the hook and, and go off a little bit. Um, they can see that shine for yeah. some reason. So and you like, use like a dark black chrome hook that like has almost no reflection. On my, on my gaffs, they're just silver. No, I no, mean, not on your gaffs. I mean on your on your yeah i use aki hooks yeah. yeah i use the owner akis they're one aughts and then my trebles are the vmcs which are black too yeah. um and i think it does work i really do think that there is something to that that helps you um you mentioned the thickness of the wire mm-hmm. so obviously with it being kingfish season we just had the fall king of the beach mm-hmm. um tournament a couple weeks ago two two weeks ago not even two weeks ago yet yeah uh, so we had a lot of people coming in, mm-hmm. getting last-minute yep. um, plugs, wire, stinger rigs, pre-made, stuff like that. Yep. That was another thing that I noticed a lot of was the over-poundage on the wiring. So mm-hmm. I think a common misconception, and this goes for like braided line as well, and that maybe you can sprinkle mono into this. What it's rated for, so so say thir- take 38-pound wire like you use as an example. Mm-hmm. I've always had the same thought as you of the lighter, the better that you can get away with. Mm-hmm. So just because if you're going to fish in six inches of water for redfish with a spinning reel and it's clear don't use 30 pound leader no don't use 25 pound leader yeah you try 15 yeah and use 20 at the most but if you're not catching fish you're probably using too big a gear yeah in some way or another they're going to see it fluorocarbon might be invisible but it's still not fully invisible Mm -hmm. remember fish can see underwater a lot better than we can so that was one thing, the brake strength on, and again, take this for braid, take it for fluoro, mono, and wire. They measure the brake strength in a controlled atmosphere. Mm-hmm. The water is not a controlled atmosphere. So just because it's rated at 38 pounds doesn't mean it's going to break at 38 pounds every time. The mm-hmm. brake strength might be 30 pounds on 20 pound braid, mm-hmm. um, in a, but they rate it for 20 anyway. It's the same with the wire. So don't think that you can't catch a 50 plus pound fish on 38 pound wire yeah. because it may not put what needs to be put on that line to break it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that goes back to like, and this is a little bit different, but kind of the same, like when I'm grouper fishing, like if you were to ask anybody grouper fishing, like what pound leader they would use, typically I, it's I like would guess 80, like 80. Yeah. I would guess at least know, 50 plus. At least 50. I use 40. Yeah. I use 40 pound fluoro because my hookup ratio is higher. Yeah. If I hook more fish, I'm going to catch more fish. But it's funny you say that even because, so when we got to, once we changed up our, our process mm-hmm. and we went and we hit some, you have a bunch of numbers mm-hmm. that are, especially they're off of Anclote that are shallow water grouper spots. Yeah. So we stopped just to have some fun. Um, Theoretically, we caught fish. Theoretically, we if we would have spent more time doing that, and grouper was still in season, mm-hmm. we probably would have caught some keepers for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Um, but it's you. You put your setup. You got a Therese and a Talica sixteen. Mm-hmm. I was fishing with a Speedmaster, straight mono, and you had braid with a yeah. um, with a leader on. You got rocked up a couple of times, and you were putting some force on it. And again, it is a. 
how much drag does that reel have on it? Uh, that's a, it's got forty pounds. You were yeah. winching that thing down, mm-hmm. and your line was not breaking. No. Now you also tie an FG knot, mm-hmm. best knot probably in the world. Gets tighter the more. Yeah. The more you pull yeah. on it, the tighter it gets. When you were busting off, were you busting off at the knot no. above the braid, or were you busting off? At the leader. Typically, like, my line was pretty chafed. I mean, yeah. like, I pulled it up, and, like, literally almost, like, 10 feet up the leader was chafed. Yeah, you use a long leader, too, for grouper, I which yes. I, 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 I like that. a fairly yeah. long leader. I use a long leader for almost everything yeah. now, but grouper especially. And it was it was more like shearing. Like, the it was just be after, like, wear and tear, like, it was breaking off. But yeah. I wouldn't say it was the knot that was breaking, no. But so. needless to say, like, you were putting a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on... A couple of times you definitely got rocked up from fish because yeah. I had dropped in the same spots that you had been in and I did not get caught on rocks. So yeah. there was no doubt you had to have been eaten and taken into a rock For somewhere. Sure. You were not breaking with 40 pound leader. No. And that one gag that we did land that mm-hmm. was for the sake of the episode, let's say it was a keeper. Yeah. Um, there was definitely more than that out there. there oh had yeah, to for sure. Been. And yeah. you you probably broke off on yeah. on those two just just from the sake. In fact, the first time I think you got rocked, you didn't even break off. Mm-hmm. I think no, you I got did. it off. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, so needless to say, just I think that's a good piece of advice. Is just because you use forty pound leader doesn't mean it takes exactly forty pounds. Mm-hmm. It may be forty five. It may be fifty. You can put some pressure on that fish, and yeah. if you break it, like. I think back, we have this thing that we tied around the table. The um, I think they use it mostly to test uh, the drags on reels, oh, the poundage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, What's no, that thing? It's, it, yeah, so it's a scale for yeah. fly rods to yeah. show how much pressure Correct. you're putting on You're actually fish. putting on a fish, yes. but I think the same can be equated just for the pure amount of pressure because mm-hmm. it doesn't know if it's a fly rod or not. The, the scale is just a thing. You could pull on that thing super hard, yeah. and you would be like, if you had to guess, like without really knowing much about it, how much pressure? Oh, I think I'm putting 100 pounds of pressure. You're putting like 20 pounds of pressure on yeah. something. Yeah. So yeah. the 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 way that the that the poundage equates to what you're actually pulling on mm-hmm. feels like it's more than it actually yeah. is. Yeah. And it, it's just because it's of physics. It's just because of the way the rod is designed. Mm-hmm. It's because of the length of it and and how much is being dispersed over the actual amount. You're the amount of leader you use has to do with it. Mm-hmm. So, I th- and where you tie it off to, uh, are you using a swivel? Are you using a line to line? Not what knot are you using? That all has to do with it. So, um, but anyway, I think that's a really good piece of advice. Use lighter than maybe you think or that you were taught yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've noticed a huge difference when I moved back here from the army in 2019 and really like committed time in talking to people about fishing their biggest thing that I heard, and this was like from commercial guys, captains, they said, use lighter leader than you think. Um, And that's where I came up with that. And I noticed immediately that I was hooking up more fish and catching more fish. I mean, my biggest grouper was, it was 35 pounds. And I mean, it was on 40 pounds. I remember that picture. You were wearing your like white grunts or something. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, but like that, that fish should not have been caught on that leader in most people's minds, in most people's opinions, but I did and I caught it and it was real. now, I mean, I think maybe, you know, if you're fishing in the middle grounds, like in like 100 or 200 feet, drop down with 100 pound, you know. It's a different ball game. Mono, yeah, because yeah. you're, you're going to get something that's a lot bigger than that grouper for sure. Um, I'm not saying use 40 pound out there. Well, but chances, but chances you, you are. Could lighten it up a little bit. So I've never dove 180 feet. Mm-hmm. Definitely not in the Gulf. Um, but I have dove, I've been like a buck 20 before on the Pacific side of Costa Rica. I could see pretty well. Mm-hmm. When you get way out, way deep, who knows 
what those fish can actually see or not. Yeah. They're just probably going it. to hunt mostly by scent mm -hmm. and not as much by sight. So like some of the big deep drop rigs that we carry, the R&R &R stuff with the glow on it, it's glowing just for the sake of them being able to pick out the small mm -hmm. thing under there. It's not like they're not going to come up to it with a with a magnifying glass. Like again, I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. But I don't know anything that can see perfectly that good in pitch black. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything in the animal kingdom. I could, those, again, uh, I'm not a scientist. The angler, the, the vampire fish, fish yeah. or the yeah, the vampire fish, yeah. or the angler fish. They're actually really small. Did you know that angler yeah. fish are like? See, that's they're, upsetting. They're like teeny tiny. That's they look upsetting. giant, and they're like something out of your fears. Of with all these species, what are you going to do with the feces? feces? Yeah, that guy that's talking <laughs> is a fish tank nerd. Yeah. I don't even want to know like what he has invested in his fish tank like setup. Millions, but it's, but it's sick. Yeah, three hundred bucks. Yeah, right. Three hundred dollars a day. Yeah, no. And, but anyway, I, I think what to, to your point, I think once you get into that deeper water, we were fishing no more at the deepest spot. We were twenty, like twenty-four and a half. Yeah, feet. it wasn't deep at all. Like I mean, like like two swimming pools deep. That's mm -hmm. it, type of thing, or two and a half. So it was not deep. That matters far more. Again, for, sure. for the average guy with a single engine boat yeah. that's that wants to go offshore slash near shore fishing. Yeah. But you could still go catch grouper, like it matters. But yep. if you're gonna fish a few hundred feet of water, I think you can beef your stuff up and Yeah. And I've been in a hundred feet and used forty and I've been fine and yeah. I caught fish, you know. But I think maybe bumping it out a little bit further, you know, you might want to bump it up. Um just to keep those fish on. One so. thing one thing that surprised me, um, so I haven't been out on a boat. I take that back. I fished Anclo to backside and shore and back in the river, and the water temp was like 75. And that was uh, two weeks ago tomorrow. Yeah. Um, we went out yesterday, and or I'm sorry, two days ago, and when we were on the intercoastal side before we got out the pass, the water was like 69.9. So yeah, sixty-nine. Yeah, um, but the water was like five degrees colder. Once by the time we actually got out to the open water, it was probably up to close to seventy-one. Never got hotter than seventy-two. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been that cold here. Yeah, we have like we've had like one Florida cold snap where mm -hmm. it was like in the fifties, but it's been back up into the heat index close to ninety, if not in the nineties for like. Pretty much the entire time. Yeah, it's been cooler at night, of yeah, course, but bit. not not to have 70-degree water. Mm -hmm. That being said, I know currents have to do with it and stuff, winter currents and things that are passing up. But Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Like, the water was... Are the polar ice caps melting? And what are polar ice caps? It's funny you bring that up, Andrew. Yeah, you're the, you're the resident Antarctica expert. What do you know about Antarctica? You got to give me a little more context and what do you know about Antarctica? Because it's like, what do you know about Antarctica from which context? Do you know anybody that's been to Antarctica? Let's start with uh, that. No, okay. but... The, okay. You know why? Because, well, all right. So okay, first hold of on. All, this sounds like it's going along the Australia route. Well, a little route. bit. Um, every country on the planet has a essentially like a stake in Antarctica and no one can take things from Antarctica. No one can go to Antarctica unless you have a pass or you'll pretty much be killed. Right. By who? Let's, let's go back in time. Exactly. So let's start this thing. So let's go back in time. 1940s, 1946 to be exact. 
right okay. after World War II. Right after World War II. Who was in World War II? Well, okay, the the, the world. Yes. Uh, but but realistically, it was it was the West versus the uh, Nazis. Versus, versus the, Nazis, the Nazis, but also okay. versus yeah, it, it was it was a for us it was a multiple front war, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, yes. but. This is what happened, okay? I see so, where you're going with this. Hitler... I've heard a little bit about Hitler this. liked Antarctica. He thought that there were some interesting things going on there. He contacted aliens in the hollow earth in Antarctica. 1946. The, the war didn't end in 1945. It ended after... A, a man by the name of Admiral Byrd okay, here, went I've, down there. I've heard about this. What was this called? This, this Operation this High Jump. Operation High Jump, yeah. yes. I was going to get into that. This okay. is, yeah. yeah. Anyway, continue. So, Operation this is all documented, by the way. This is all documented. I have the we documentation. Have, we have documentation. Yeah. Seven, yeah. Seven, terabytes. seven terabytes. Dr. Um, Stephen Greer, we have seven terabytes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Admiral Byrd brings some warships down there, and he goes down to fight the last front of the Nazis in control with, from Hitler in the hollow earth to take over, because they wanted to take over the world with the death bell. The death bell was this. The death bell. I've not bell. heard this. All right. Before. So this is very interesting. So the death bell was this contraption the Nazis made to essentially like time travel and make anti gravity and whatnot. Okay, hold on. Pause yeah. this really quick. I think it's important to. You don't know this? No, I oh think. But gosh. no, I know. I know bits and pieces okay. of this. But you're okay. you're you're like finishing pieces of the story that I've either forgotten or I yes. haven't heard before. Yeah. This is very entertaining. It is. Um. One thing that I read, and again, maybe you just haven't gotten to this part yet. The reason the Nazis have this type of technology back then is why? Because they made a deal yes. with said, I'm not going to say the word aliens, beings. Extraterrestrial life forms. Sure, why not? Beings Things from that were at the North Pole. World. So again, even if you look today, maybe the South Pole, Germany is known for its... Architecture, Volkswagen. It's well, yeah, Vol yeah, Volkswagen. Yeah. It's engineering. Yeah, how do they make them? So, so yeah. basically, well, so basically that they, I, I don't know if soldier soul is the right term, but made some kind of deal with these beings yes. to be to be like the beings. leading engineers, yeah. and basically design the entire yeah. world. So it's like Hitler, mm -hmm. if he was real, theoretically, yeah, maybe he was a woman. Yeah, I think he he he, he didn't he, die. He. What, what about the Argentinian Nazis? We'll get into that. Yeah, in we'll South American bit, Nazis. Yeah. They, maybe he didn't really lose the war. Mm -hmm. Maybe this was just a way for him to lose slash win is, since we live in a simulation. Yes. Maybe this was all by design. Yeah. And what was known as Hitler had to die mm -hmm. to then become what... Zimbabweland is yeah. now today. <laughs> it's possible, I, yeah, it's possible. But all I know is, after all this stuff went down with Operation High Jump, Admiral Byrd came back, and yeah. they essentially gave his him and his men like a whole bunch of medals and everything. Didn't say what the medals were right. about. They he, they got all of these like Medal of Honors and everything, and then just shut it down like nothing happened. And then he killed himself. And because of all this, like he had a burden on his on his heart that he couldn't talk about, and his his son was all jacked up from it and everything. So there's something weird going down in Antarctica. Is all I'm see saying. the most interesting, mysterious part of this is not what we just all talked about the yeah. crazy stuff with it. It's like yeah. the factual part of this yeah. is that mission actually happened. It happened. 
that is documented yes. by the United States yeah. government. They went they went down to Antarctica for something. And again, knowing knowing that that it did happen, something not, necessarily, Nazis. not not necessarily what happened, but knowing that it did happen, that's the most mysterious part to me because mm-hmm. it's like, don't get me wrong, our government is really good at using money towards stuff that has that doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. Like their jets. Uh, you know, Joe Biden's ice cream habit, mm-hmm. um, AOC's feet picks, yeah. and, you know, different things like Certain that. island owned by a gentleman by the name of Jeff Epstein. He cloned himself. Yeah, he that's cloned for, himself. That's yeah. for another episode, though. So the interesting part to me, though, is this that that, that part of it is documented, that, that the government admits that that mm-hmm. did happen. Why did we do a mission right after the biggest war, after theoretically our resources are close to depleted and or it's not all the way pulled back to the u.s yet why would we invest that kind of money in sending our navy to antarctica for what reason i think because again it's fun to it's fun to talk about the conspiracy that hitler was there he made a deal with aliens and that's why the germans are the best engineers in the world because they're really using extraterrestrial technology to make things Mm -hmm. what's going on in antarctica right now well that's the thing and so let's think about it. So they're talking about climate change, global warming, and all this stuff. Yeah. We can't go to Antarctica. Like the fact that we can't news go flash there, it happens every eleven thousand years, yes. give or take, depending on how long this world's been here. Personally, I think that there's something going on because Antarctica just isn't a, like a, a sheet of ice. Like it's mountainous. Right. Yeah. Like there's volcanoes there. Yep. There's mountains. They and found everything. pyramids there. They found pyramids. I think there's things going on inside Antarctica. I think that there's like a Hollow Earth thing going on. Hollow Earth, like, but okay. When you say Hollow Earth, do you mean yeah. like like Lord of the Rings Hollow Earth, or do no, you I mean think like freaking government? dinosaurs down there? Oh, you're freaking me. Yeah, out there's now. no. Think about it though. Well, think there are mammoths it. in Siberia. They okay. That's that's yeah. true because they took they're bringing them back and they bred them. Yeah. They, the DNA from that dude's place in Alaska. Yeah. And they're taking that DNA that they still found. That's because when that stuff gets frozen in the permafrost, like it's like mummification. Mm-hmm. So like you can literally. Like cut meat off of these things that died. Again, whoever does this dating, I don't know if it's true, but what they say millions of years ago, you can still get like meat off of this mm-hmm. stuff because it just literally freezes in time. Still good. So they made the, the the mammoth, and they're they're doing this test thing in Siberia, and that was on the the Joe Rogan show. Like that, mm-hmm. he talked to that dude about that. So there's another guy though. Are you familiar with the Sean Ryan show? Yes, I am. Okay. So he had a guy on that was supposedly, and again, there's cracks in this story too, that I'm just like, some of this doesn't make sense because of who you are, not because of, not Sean Ryan, but the guy that he had on, but because of what your job is and who you are. So either he's lying, he's lying about what happened, or he's lying about who he is. That I don't know. But he, but this guy was supposedly some kind of janitor slash handyman at this base that's a world shared base, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, because because part of the deal with Antarctica with the world was there was going to be basically no militarily more heavily controlled area mm-hmm. from one country than another, mm-hmm. basically, right? And I think that was mainly after World War II when China started becoming the superpower that they are, that kind of all happened after World War II. Germany couldn't do it. They were in the phases of completely redoing everything. Mm-hmm. Japan was pretty much not there. Yeah. And... <laughs> so basically the only thing that was left was, and, and again, even Europe, like Europe was like flattened. They had to rebuild. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to do any of that. Yeah. And China didn't have to do any of that either. Yeah. It didn't touch them. Yeah. So I think we kind of made that deal with China of like, we were like, 
Mexican standoff. Like, yeah. we won't build anything if you don't build anything, yeah. if you won't build anything, if he won't build anything. And they were like, shui shui, you know, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. like, hui. <laughs> and, and supposedly, there's no military installations down there. However, this guy that was on that other podcast, Sean Rancho, claimed to be some type of handyman slash... I don't know if you can call like a guy that works at Antarctica like a janitor slash handyman. Like he was an engineer that was down there that but could basically fix anything that broke on their equipment. So realistically, they say they have like telescopes and it's a science science center and that all these scientists from all over the world go there and study different things and you know shoot polar bears probably or whatever, study the polar bears and then make you donate to them on TV with the sad music in mm. the background with the dogs, yeah. you know, in ASPCA, yeah, yeah, the arms of the, of the angel. Angel. yeah, it used to make me cry. Now I don't yeah. really care about animals. So this guy was saying that he basically had a key because he was like a handyman down there per se. He had a key to like everything down there. What are those things that are embedded in the ice? What are those called? I can't remember. They have certain ones in, in uh, certain areas. They're yes. like some kind of frequency thing that they have embedded yeah. in the ice, Ante- like an antenna almost. Yeah, it's, it's like little like antenna things that but, they put in the but ice. But they don't look like a traditional antenna yeah. like on your car. It's, it's, like like a, it's like a ball. Yeah. yeah, it's like a circle thing. And he says they're not very big. But this guy equates them as it's some kind of weapon that who knows who has control over it, and it causes massive weather systems to form or, or different things. So, so like, um, the, so Christchurch, New Zealand, Mm -hmm. have you heard about this? I've, I've heard. Yes. Okay. So, so so there was an earthquake in Christchurch, New Zealand and killed a bunch of people and it was catastrophic. This guy, he's got documentation. Documentation. And again, I'm going to butcher this and I'm going to leave it very surface level because I don't want to give any wrong information. He says he has proof that it was caused by one of these devices being used these antennas or whatever Hmm. it's called. So I would definitely encourage you to go listen to that episode of the Sean Ryan show. And again, I don't know what that guy's name is, but just type in like Sean Ryan show, like Antarctica or whatever. The question though is why do they need those at Antarctica? What are they trying to hide? Uh, Is it, what are they trying to hide or is it, what are they trying to cause? Because it's a neutral area. Nobody can take responsibility. Maybe, or maybe they're trying to, nobody can point a finger. Maybe they're trying to hide it with the weather. They're changing the weather and changing global warming. We all know that there's really only one government. It's true. Yeah. We live in a globalist society. Yes, we do. We don't yeah. really live in, in countries per se. Yeah. There are rules inside yeah. of each country. However, it is interests controlling it, yes. the big money interests. Yeah. That, I do truly believe. The Black Rocks, the Vanguards, mm-hmm. get my hat. Where's my hat? Yeah, we need the... Yeah, yeah That's aluminum, but it's going it's to count for yeah. now. That, I truly believe, not by like secret society and this and that, whatever, but by purely by funding and saying, I will put you in charge or I will help you get in charge if you accomplish what I want you to accomplish. That I truly believe happens mm-hmm. with everybody but one guy, but that'll that'll stay that'll stay off the table for now. So that being said, since there's this globalist government, let's 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 assume that that's correct, mm-hmm. controlling this weapon, whatever you want to call it, why? I know why. Why do you think? I'm I'm curious to hear what you say. I I think they're hiding something in Antarctica. I think they're hiding the whole Earth. No, they they want to control us, of course. But I think that they got things down there that we don't need to know about, and they don't want us to know about. So, so okay, wait. Let me let me push back on that. Okay. We need to know about it. 
eventually, yes. But why? They don't why think would we you? Need to know yeah, about but it. why would you say that? Right? Would you say that right now we don't need to know about it? No, as I a would, whole society, I would like to know about it. I personally, I don't think anything now is going to surprise any of us. Really, realistically. But I think at the at the end of the day, at this point, at least this is the way I feel about it. Take the conspiracies out of it. I think they're all liars mm-hmm. that I don't know if I would believe it even if it was the truth. Well, that's the thing. They're like, so good at lying and they've yeah. done it for so long. It's like, would I believe them even if they told me the truth? So it's like, you remember that episode? You, did you watch Breaking Bad? A little bit. You didn't watch the whole thing? No. Watch the last episode. Oh, dang it. Um, that's it? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. there's this great scene. So you know the whole premise of it, though. Mm-hmm. Like Walter White, chemistry yeah. teacher, yeah. gets cancer, starts selling meth to pay mm-hmm. for his, then turns into a kingpin. So his brother-in-law, Hank... Mm-hmm is a DEA agent. Yeah. You know that whole part of yeah. it? Yeah. So there's this scene where he's unloading these briefcases full of money out of the back of his car, and Hank surprises him. He's like, hey, let me help you carry it in, blah, blah, blah. And he like doesn't want him to touch it because there's 50 grand in cash in there, and mm-hmm. it's super heavy. So he finally gives in, and you can see the look on his face. Brian Cranston, phenomenal actor, by the way. You can see the look on his face. You can see the whole scene. Even if there was no words, you could pretty much guess what they were going to say. And then he just, all of a sudden, out of the blue, he's like, man, what do you got in here? A bunch of stacks of money or something? He's like, I have $50,000 in cash because I'm a meth kingpin and I sell whatever, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of like smirks at him, yeah. and he laughs and yeah. like plays it off, and yeah. Hank carries it in. Yeah. He was telling the truth yeah. the entire time. Yeah, he really but he did, but he said it exactly. It was so crazy exactly. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing. That's where I feel like yeah. it would be. Even if they were like, "We have alien spacecraft. We've had them for you know since before Roswell, and Roswell yeah. was just the first one that was you know news publicized and this and that and blah blah blah." It's like, but you guys are really good liars. Like yeah. I don't know if I believe yeah. you anyway. But on the flip side of that, I feel like things are so crazy and like social media and everything that goes on is so instant and simultaneously. Yeah. I think if that comes out, because they, there have been those things that have come out recently saying that UFOs are real and right. alien life forms are real. But look at how quickly that, and, that was just a fad. And it just disappeared. It's gone. So, like, even if, like, they came out and said Antarctica, you know, is full of dinosaurs or aliens and all this stuff, people are going to be like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. So, I just want to see a dinosaur. That's really all that I care about. <laughs> I, I love Jurassic Park. Yeah. And Jurassic Park was my, my favorite movie when I was growing up. I just want to see a, a T-Rex or, like, a Velociraptor. T-Rex? I yeah. want to see the uh, Bronchiosaurus. Oh, yeah, the, the big old boys. Yeah, yeah, with the long neck, them long. Think about them that long neckers. alien, that animal living on Earth. Th- they were, like... Like a hundred feet long or something like that, just walking around. Well, even like okay, the biggest great white shark today was a tiny shark, Mm -hmm. even though they probably look the same, like a megalodon, Mm -hmm. which probably still exists. I think so. A megalodon was like the size of a blue whale, and a blue whale is the largest animal on Mm -hmm. the face of the earth, not just mammal, the largest animal. They're like two hundred feet long or something like that. Crazy. Um, I could be wrong on that, but sharks that were that big, they could literally. Yeah, that's 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 unbelievable yeah what about the penguins i think the penguins are all drones and i think that they're birds there. aren't real well birds I mean, aren't that real fits into the same. yeah so all birds are drones it, all birds are drones yeah all birds are drones i think the penguins are nice and cute they distract you from what's actually going they just waddle around yeah, you what know about and polar just bears whack, whack, whack. Uh, polar bears i like polar bears they're cool um you know i i would say that they're not a drone but they're possibly like a some sort of camouflage, you know, type device, maybe like a robot or a person in. So they're not a like polar real bear. bears. No, yeah, they're just they're there to you know distract us All as right. well from the stuff that's going on in the hall. But don't Earth. they? But don't they exist in like Siberia and Russia too? Supposedly. How do we know Russia's real? 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, think, think about that. I mean, you know, yeah. who's Putin? You know, really, at the end he's of the a day. Puppet. Yeah, he's a puppet. They're yeah. all puppets. Yeah, but no, I, I think the penguins are there just to distract us from what's actually going on in Antarctica. So it gives National Geographic something else to film. Exactly. Yeah, they're like, just go over there and, and look David at the Attenborough penguins. with his nice voice. Yeah, he's yeah. Imagine David Attenborough like saying what he saw in Antarctica if they saw all this crazy stuff. I mean, it would be nice. And now. Maybe people would believe him. And Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk emerges from Maybe the that's where he really lives. Maybe. Elon. Yeah, you see that picture of him with his shirt off that yeah, one time like on the yacht? Wall. He yeah. really looked just like a yeah. narwhal. Yeah, that dude was pasty. He's a white guy. Pasty yeah. white. Yeah. yeah. Well, what else about Antarctica? I mean, I think that's it. I think we figured out the secret to Antarctica, that it's, you know, a hollow earth. I think you go far deeper than me with it well yeah for sure yeah it's a weapon i think it's a weapon it's like a base it's a well, military base i think for, that there's stuff inside of it it's like the global base yeah for crazy stuff to happen so they basically have like a hurricane machine that spits hurricanes out yeah they, they can make it happen but there's definitely some strange government stuff going on but in the mix there's some dinosaurs living in there yeah i would say they're still like in the experimental phases of trying to figure out how to turn that into warfare so like every once in a while you'll get a christchurch new zealand incident or You'll get a hurricane, or mm -hmm. you'll get a... Didn't Trump say something about them using Antarctica as, like, a base? And that they have, like, a hurricane machine? Probably. Or maybe somebody said that, that he has a hurricane machine He or might, something. yeah, he might. That'd be kind of nice. be fine, yeah. yeah. I think he'd use it wisely. Yeah, probably. So, yeah. China. He'd use it to make some money? Yeah. Yeah, that's about China. it. Yeah, I have the best hurricane machine ever. Yeah. It's the greatest. They told me it's the best one they've yeah. ever seen. This is the best yeah. thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I... I... <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, all right. So we've we've talked about our fishing trip and how it got cold because there's a hollow earth in Antarctica and the global warming <laughs> totally makes 100 percent cooling the water. And that's why the water's been so cold here. So really, it's helping us if we think about it. So. Yeah, this this completely makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it makes 100 percent sense. Let's yeah. write a book. I'm in. Yeah, let's do this. Um, no one will buy it. Yeah, it's nice. Oh. Yeah, that covers everything that you need to know about Antarctica. So the interesting thing about it, though, is like, why can't anybody just go to Antarctica? You know, you can go to any other country. Do you have like a passport stamp for that? You ever had your passport stamped? Mm hmm. You went to Belize, right? I've Where been else? to Belize, the Bahamas, the Turks and Caicos. Um, where else? A few different islands in the Bahamas. So I, I think that's, that's the same stamp. You've been to like Europe? No, frick Europe. Yeah. Canada? No, yeah, frick no, Canada. 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 Yeah. Yeah, no. Why would you want to go to Europe when we made Europe better by creating America? I mean, really, at the end of the day, like, <laughs> Europe is like, you know, version well, okay, one of Okay, but America. I mean, if you really want to go like back, we're kind of European in a way. We're like our descendants. We're all from Europe in some kind of a way because none, none of us are... We all came from Africa, technically, so, I mean... Yeah, that's true. That's it. if you go way back. Yeah. I'm talking, like, revolutionary days. So you go back, like, to the 16, 15, 1600s mm -hmm. before before we came over and uh, basically took the land from all the Native Americans. Um, but, yeah, I guess, because then once we came over, we came over, we built everything, basically, on the kind of on the coast there, Plymouth, mm -hmm. Mass, and, and all those surrounding areas, and then started moving further west... And then they came back over, mm -hmm. and they were like, well, wait a second. We want to be in charge of this. And we were like, no. And then yeah, no, there you go. Ours, you got yeah. George Washington yeah. and his big old patriotic dumpy. Yeah, yeah. 
big old. It's a freaking horse teeth that going big on. Old, yeah. That big old freaking, that Cousin Humper looking wooden teeth, guerrilla warfare. They weren't wooden teeth, they were Apparently horse Apparently he had red hair. Yeah, he was redheaded. You didn't what? know that? No, yeah. because every painting I've ever seen of him had white what hair. They he... were freaking wigs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, I have red hair, but I don't have much hair left. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm related to George Washington. Maybe. Yeah, yeah I'd be one cool. of those, You know, I wanted to do one of those ancestry things once to, like, yeah. figure that out. And then I heard that they started catching murderers with that. <laughs> have you heard this? No, that's sketchy. You haven't heard this? No. Okay. This is I just, it worries me because they have my DNA. That's Okay, so yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. Because, okay, so, like, the FBI and all these people, they have these databases. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how do you think they figure, figured out bodies back in the day? Like, dental records. Once they started, that means mm -hmm. that our dental records are on file someplace mm -hmm. if you've been to the dentist and had whatever done dental records now you do one of these dna tests you spit in the tube or poop in the cup whatever they take i don't know yeah. what they take um i'll give them something yeah i'll give them yeah. something all right they'll take that dna and they store it and then let's just say i don't know some dude i remember hearing this in the news some dude got arrested for like uh, like a 30 year cold case and they arrested this dude this like freaking low life scum lived in like a trailer by himself sweaty you know wife beater wearing mm -hmm. type of a guy and he got arrested for killing this girl like 30 years ago hmm. and the way they caught him is he did one of those ancestry, ancestry. things they took the Man. dna because again when he killed this person they didn't have dna testing then and then all of a sudden they kept they keep it in a file right mm -hmm. so it's like well your sins find you out yeah. basically yeah so he does one of these ancestry things all of a sudden, they they scan it in the system, which means your DNA, if you do it through Ancestry, goes into a national database. Saved. Yeah. Then every once in a while, you know, hey, it's it's like shopping car insurance. Like, yeah. call your guy and have him shop it every six months. Like, yeah. they shop your DNA every yeah. six months I'm, I'm to see if it matches anything. I'm that's how they caught this dude. It's happening more and more. I, it's not just been once. It's been many times. Hmm. So they're like solving. So what's next? 25 years from now, what are they doing? Clone you. That's what they're going to do. Je Spe Jeffrey Epstein got cloned. That's true. Yeah. We'll talk about that uh, in our next episode, next but episode. that's that's crazy because yeah. I gotta get I gotta get more read up on that. Yeah, but yeah. I'm listening to a guy talk about uh talk about the Epstein thing and how he came up. That is an interesting conversation yeah. there. The entire we may have to just do an entire episode just on the person slash people who are Jeffrey Epstein. I agree. Look it is a, crazy. Look at a twenty dollar bill. Yeah. What does what does Alexander Hamilton correct? That's the yeah uh, yeah. He looks eerily similar just like to Jeffrey Epstein just like him is he a you, vampire did he kill himself next episode he definitely didn't kill himself yeah. but yeah I think I think we needed to commit like an entire episode to that I agree. because that is a crazy rabbit hole yeah. that I can talk for like days about yeah yeah for sure I'm in oh. alright by the way Branson's getting ready to have a baby this is true like very soon this is true congratulations thank you is it a boy or girl we don't know crazy you guys didn't find out what you're having no we're not that's yeah. so great though yeah it's gonna be nice um congratulations that's exciting we can't wait tomorrow's thanksgiving it is thanksgiving yeah happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving, happy thanksgiving to you guys treadmill <laughs> no that's christmas oh yeah happy yeah uh happy thanksgiving hope everybody has a great thanksgiving yep. see you next time see you next episode.